So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Somebody once told me that there's two great fears in life, death and dying, and public speaking. And I remember early on in my life thinking to myself, well, I don't know if I'll be able to get over this one because we're all a little Peter Pan and want to live forever. But if I can master this one, I can master the one thing that has more people, more people would rather die than be a public speaker. To help you go to the next level, I have someone that has some insight on this. Patricia Fripp, what does it take to be a public speaker? First, we all have to realize that outside the privacy of our own homes, and now since the pandemic in our homes, all speaking is public speaking. And if you want to improve a stage performance, improve your everyday casual conversations and more formal business conversations because what makes a good compelling sales presentation team meeting are the same ingredients that go into a charismatic keynote to thousands of people you are so good someone's asking right now who in the world is patricia fripp who is patricia fripp well patricia fripp was a 20 year old hairstylist Mm -hmm. that came to america with no job, nowhere to live, didn't know anyone, had $500, but knew everyone in America was rich and the streets were paved with movie stars. Oh, movie stars. So I was very successful in hairstyling. I was one of the first women to go into men's hairstyling when it was a new industry. Mm -hmm. I was one of the last students of the great Jay Sebring who did all the movie stars hair. And then when I opened my own salon, I started traveling nationwide for a hair product company, giving seminars to hairstylists. And then, of course, all my executive clients said, oh, you're speaking, come speak to my Rotary Club, Kiwanis Club, Lions Club, Breakfast Club. And I realized what most people realize if they're smart is that giving presentations in your own community And now with virtual, that Mm -hmm, expands mm -hmm, mm -hmm. our own environment. It is the least expensive way to promote your business. So I use speaking to promote my business, joined the National Speakers Association, turned up at my first convention thinking, no one's going to want to talk to me. I only talk talk to Rotary Clubs and hairdressers. And two things happened. One, I realized, hmm. I started hairstyling at 15. When my lease is up, I'll be 40. Mm -hmm. 25 years behind a hairstyling chair. There will be another profession. Perhaps this is it. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I got discovered by a big-time promoter who booked me to speak to 2,000 people on the same program with Dr. Robert Shuler, the minister from Garden Grove, who was a big speaker. And, of course, in those early days, I knew your dad. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. He he would he would tell me about you coming out of like NSA meetings. He would say, there's, there's two legends in our space, Ron Arden and Patricia Fripp. And I've been blessed now to work with both of you. Good. So that's how I began. Seven years later, I, eight years later, I was the first woman president of the national speakers association went full time. Is that a big deal? 
It was, yeah. It was, it, of course, NSA was smaller then. Mm -hmm. It was our 10th anniversary. Right. Dare I tell you, we are celebrating our 50th anniversary right. this year. Right. And so for many years, I delivered 120 keynotes a year. Mm -hmm. And then, just as you would tell all your clients and followers, listen to your clients. They will tell you what they want to give you money to do. Yes. And then people started saying, I liked you. I liked your message, but I loved how you deliver it. Can you teach yes. our salespeople to speak yes. that way? Yes. And then can you work with our executive? He's not a good speaker. Mm -hmm. So although I still speak at conferences, mm -hmm. I make my living helping engineers become rock stars, yes. work with executives and professionals in all industries become superstars at what they're doing. Can you imagine if Bill Gates would have hired you? I think he did okay without. He did okay, but my goodness. If you, the, the contrast between he and Steve Jobs as, as presentation skills. Yeah. But I regress. Let's, for the person listening right now. Yes. They probably watched me over my 34 years go from Ron Arden telling and me. And that's was, before you met me. Exactly. Get them to watch you a oh, year from now. You darling. wait. Yes. <laughs> you got to have a growth mindset. So, so talk to us about the mistakes to avoid and whether it's in the casual conversation or perhaps on an appointment with a potential prospect, or I could be on zoom or I could be shooting a video. There's you've identified a lot of the mistakes. And I think many times we, we learn more from the mistake than we do from being told what to do. So, so just shed some light. What are some of the mistakes we should avoid? Well, one realizing nobody gives a damn about us. Yeah. They care about themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of if, even in email, mm -hmm. write down what you want to say and then look back and change the I worse versus you ratio. Yes. So I might say, uh, I'm sending you this proposal. Mm -hmm. You might say, instead say, Tom, you will receive the proposal you requested. Yes. So look at it. It's always about the other person. Yeah. And that's when, a subtle shift, but a huge yes. impact. So that's as simple mm -hmm. as sending an email and in a conversation, you say, what would you like to discuss? Mm -hmm. on, and it, whether it's a sales presentation. Mm -hmm. Now, I work a lot with mm -hmm. salespeople. Mm -hmm. Now, we've gone, hopefully, although you don't always believe it from, hi, I am John Smith. I work with this company. We've yes. been in this. Nobody cares. Yeah. So I suggest every salesperson open the presentation, whether it's a formal mm -hmm. or just a conversation across the dining room table mm -hmm. with a prospect. Mm -hmm. Give us an Congratulations. Okay, yeah, thank you. Say, congratulations. Congratulations. You've obviously been very successful in your profession, mm -hmm. and this home is magnificent. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you looking for as you trade up to a larger home? Mm -hmm. Or whatever that yes. context specific, exactly. whatever that move is. It's always so. Always start with talking about them before mm -hmm. you talk about, yes. about them. And very simply, rather than say, thank you for your time. No, everybody says that. Yes. Now, my number one principle in superstar sales presentations, if you sound the same as everybody else, you have no advantage. Mm -hmm. So I recommend you say congratulations and what do they genuinely have a right to, to be proud of. And then you don't thank them for the time. You say, thank you for the opportunity to discuss how the Tom Ferry training might be exactly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. 
how our services might yes. be exactly. Yeah. I love it. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. So. So the first mistake is the subtle little shift of I versus you. The second one is you don't want to walk in sounding like everybody else, which most walk in. And I'm not saying my client watching, yeah. but most walk in and say, hi, thanks for having me over. Here's my stuff. Here's my stuff. Yeah. Here's my stuff. Yeah. Here's my stuff. And then we do, 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 which, which that works to a certain degree, but not for everybody. And you're saying make it entirely customized about them. Yes. For example, when I work with sales team, mm -hmm. some of my yes. clients get $20 million if they get a yes. Mm -hmm. If you look at what are the challenges, opportunities, or interests, mm -hmm. and you usually find this if you're moving along before a formal presentation. And so after your thank you for the opportunity, and if somebody prepares you for the meeting, mm -hmm. this might not be the same for a realtor, but sure, if sure. it were a f larger meeting, mm -hmm. you might say, John and Mary have been very generous with their time and information, if they're getting you ready to yes. work with the yes. executives. And they, and they told me that your interests are, your challenges are, mm -hmm. your yes. areas of interest, your opportunities are, and then you structure your presentation around their interests. Their interests. Yes. That's and beautiful. then when then you talk about your company, because most people know more about you than some of your newer salespeople do by the time you get there. Yes. Other competitors have been pushed away. It's you or maybe two or three other people. Mm -hmm. So then you say, well, this challenge reminds me of our other client, the ABC company. So just like you, so you're telling your stories mm -hmm. in a way that you are answering the unasked question, which is, if we say yes to you, what's it going to look like? Right. And this is what I call, and I know you're a big promoter of stories, 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 yes. but good stories about happy, satisfied clients are as if you were taking them on your sales call with you. That's right. That's right. People like it's Jason and I, who you had the good fortune to work with in a very impromptu way recently, uh, we talk a lot about, I can give you a thousand things to do, but we always remember the story. We remember the metaphor. We remember the example. And when you make the client the hero, not you, when it makes this person over here the hero, I can see myself being that hero. And if I want that, then I'm more inclined to say yes to you. Yeah. Okay, switching switching gears, because we're going to do, we'll do more in the future. This is a nice little teaser for people. Um, everyone watching has had to stand up in front of an audience. That audience could be at an office meeting where they say, I have a listing and it's a three bedroom, two bath, yada, yada. Or it could be in front of their sales team and they're a sales team leader or a sales manager or a broker or someone in a leadership position who has to deliver a message. What are the two or three biggest mistakes that, that person's making that they should correct? Well, what I'm going to do is give them two or three techniques. Beautiful. To incorporate. One, remember, nobody knows how you feel. They only see how you project. Yes. You might be nervous. However, breathe, stand firm, yeah. smile, 
and want and know exactly how you are going to open that presentation. Yes. Because as soon as you, you've got your opening couple of lines out and people are leaning forward or responding or smiling back, and if you smile, the chances are they'll smile back, mm -hmm. then you're into the flow. Also, you might prepare, and this would be, I don't care if you've got a keynote that you've nailed, you've delivered 350 times, mm -hmm. there will be a day that for whatever reason you're distracted, you forget what comes next. The audience does not know what you intended to no. say. No, So it, so. Okay, but let's, like, okay, so I'm, yeah. I am such a student of this. Yeah. You, in your first point, had like five points. All right. Stand and deliver. Stand confidently, put a smile on your face. I think a lot of people don't think about those uh, those details. Like we know when you st you're standing in front of the audience, like you have to control the. Like you're not going to probably do this, but some of you can. You you have to stand in a way that is both inviting, authoritative, not not domineering and demanding. But is there a posture that you recommend? Is there a movement you recommend that, that is going to give me all of that in one shot before I even open my mouth? Everything we do, Tom, adds to or distracts from our message. You could just stop right there. That's such a, like, I have done a million talks of that. Say that again. Everything we do. Yeah. Adds to or distracts from our message. Everything. And what I... In a perfect world, if you're giving a big convention speech or if you're delivering a presentation for your senior management, mm -hmm. if possible, go to the room where you'll be speaking. In showbiz, they call it make friends with the stage. Yes. Even if it's not yes. a stage, it's yes. the front of the room. Yes. Know where the projector is. Mm -hmm. Get comfortable. Yeah. Stand, move, mm -hmm. and act as if you will, and imagine a successful outcome. I have clients that come to me and say, I'm a terrible speaker. I say, no, you're not. You're an untrained speaker. Bingo. You're a brilliant speaker. Stop telling yourself what you don't want. Mm -hmm. Because we all know the subconscious might know you are a magnificent speaker. You've got great content. Now, another mistake, though. But I like the, oh, yeah. you're an untrained Untrained. Like th there is, there are, cla we're going we're to work with a, a group right now on the sort of classics of what does it take to be a great platform presenter. And you have many books. Can I, can I shamelessly self-promote one of your books? What book, what book should they read right now? Deliver unforgettable presentations. This is the latest. Mm -hmm. Go to Amazon. It's an easy read, yeah. probably four hours, and it's step by step, step exactly yeah. how to put together a presentation. Can I get a signed copy? I have one for you. I love it. I only have I one it. book. That's that all I. That's, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The book is called again. Deliver, Deliver unforgettable presentations. Yes. And a presentation is whatever you are doing. Yes. And are you on YouTube? All over. All over. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious. So they can yeah. find you everywhere. They can find me everywhere. They can listen to you. And they can send me an email at pfrip at frip.com. You actually got pfrip. Like, I have some strange email for you. Is that, I, I, do oh, I have the super well, secret no, no, bat no. phone email? You have, that... you have the bat phone email. Yes. You have the bat phone. But the easy one is yes. pfrip at frip. If you go to frip.com, double P, yeah. click on free resources. Yes. Sign up for yeah. my weekly newsletter. Yes. We have yes. so much information yes. we give free. 
Thank you so much for doing what you're doing. And I, we're about to actually go right into a training with a bunch of speakers. So uh, for the person watching right now, we could have spent three or four years unpacking everything that she's going to teach. Dig in, grab a book. If you want to be, if you just want to be more effective I, I don't with your kids, with your spouse, with your friends, with your Rotary Club, with your office mates, with your office meetings from the stage. Again, I said it earlier, it's, it's Ron Arden and Patricia Fripp, right? Like the, the two legends of this space. So thank you for being in my world. Thank you for sharing quickly on this podcast. Promise me we can do another one. I hope so. Right when we have more than like as 15 minutes. As soon as we yes, can. Yes, okay. Let's let's lock ourselves in a, in a room for a weekend and deliver and do nothing but podcast. I was just going to say, we're going to have to talk to your husband <laughs> and my wife about this. <laughs> Maybe your wife. <laughs> Okay. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Am I blushing right now on my show? Yes. Welcome to the Tom Ferry Blushing Show. And all right. So Patricia, thank you so much. You take away some nuggets from this, implement it, just try something new. I love just the simplicity of going in and being in the room, right? Finding that posture, finding that energy. And then we can, we'll explore more on opening questions and all that stuff. Buy the book, buy the book, buy the book. All right, we're out. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.